sorry about the audio from last week. <laughs> we used Anchor's new Record with Friend uh, feature, and it betrayed us. Yeah, it really it did. I like had really high hopes for it, but um, apparently... Yeah, I was excited to drop a tool out of my tool chain, you know? It would be cool just to use, like, Anchor, an audio editing thing, and then be done with it. But exactly. the seven-second audio drift was awful. Yeah. I tweeted at them. They said, email us at our support page. So I filled out the email thing, and I got the, like, auto-confirmation. Of, hey. Like, oh, we got your request. We'll reply support times are long right now and it's it's been a week so yeah Owen is your phone on um, do not disturb by the way mm-hmm. I was literally just doing that thanks for being <laughs> proactive uh, wow you sound like a manager <laughs> uh, yeah well, we can circle back <laughs> no mm, sometimes I say things and I'm like no in my own head I'm that person now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit hungover. Oh, no, same. Every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there, like, battery saver mode on iPad? Um, um, there should be. I actually never tried. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Discord in my iPad for a second. Hopefully my audio continues yeah. in the yeah. background. That's weird. Why is there no battery saver on there? Or what do they call it on this iOS? Is so, uh, this is so Apple. Like It's like the calculator app is also <laughs> still not on iOS. I cannot do a math on iOS. I thought they added on the iPad. calculator app. Uh, I thought that I was like so. a thing at DubDub last year. No, that was the podcast app. It's it's that one and the weather app that's still missing. Like You're not allowed to know weather if you're on your iPad. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll actually... Oh, that's bleak. Rip. Okay, well, I'll live stream in Discord until I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zach will just be, like, a third of the dialogue will be missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just switch to my phone or something. Oh, good. You have enough computers in that house. Surely they have enough battery in one of them. <laughs> 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 Yesterday, Fam wanted to play a game, and, like, you can't do that on Mac, really. She's like, do you have a computer? I was like, I have so many PCs. So many. Like, yeah, be more specific. Doesn't, doesn't she have a Stadia account? Yeah, but it was a specific game from Steam. Oh. Uh, like an I old was like, one. You play anything on GeForce yeah. Now and on. Not Age of Empires. <laughs> did did they end up calling Empires. it? Did they end Which up calling one? it XCloud? Yeah, it's still XCloud. Can you play that without an Xbox, or do you need an Xbox? Uh, I haven't. I think you have to get an Xbox, Xbox to get an invite right now. I don't know. I don't look. To be fair, I wonder if that'll change. I guess like for them, they want to sell some hardware too. But yeah, well, for now, I have enough PCs lying around. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just... technically, too, you have to like. Oh, you could bring your own controller, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe you don't. Uh, okay, let's talk tech. Let's talk tech. <clears throat> Let's talk tech. Okay, um, Microsoft Teams is trending on Twitter right now. <laughs> like, I just want to say, like, and that's it. That's the whole quickly, podcast. How quickly Microsoft Teams scaled? I guess we could talk about it during the episode. So we should talk about like Slack, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, still Zoom. I feel it. Nintendo, yeah. maybe. Yes, please God. Uh, gaming, because what? What game company was it? Sony. Yeah, they just played games. 
or coronavirus. And it's like, this Fucking is the best. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. I'm like, so many people are like, yeah, but physical media, I'm like, yo, people are bored as fuck and they'll wait for the slowest download. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it takes three days, they'll <laughs> throw it down. I think it's partially because. Uh, okay, well, we can get into it in the show, but I suspect it's because stores in North America, like EB Games and GameStop, are trying to like insist they're essential. And there was like all sorts of problems here when Animal Crossing came out because like 2,000 people rolled up to EB Games. Um, fucking game companies are the worst. It sounds silly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, what else do we got? There's not much happening in the world. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, we, can, we can maybe again say how bad Zoom is. Yes. Oh, did definitely. You, did you see, like, the, the fucking thing with the, if you send a private message to anyone while you're on a call, it will show up in the logs? At the end, yeah, the, the whoever is the, like, owner of the call yeah. will be able to read them as soon as the call's over. Zoom is... Here's a great tweet. Facebook Portal TV is apparently out of stock everywhere. Yes. I was so ready to have my privacy violated. <laughs> I almost bought one. <laughs> no, oh win. I just wanted All to right, try it and see. It. I wanted to okay, I was yeah. Um <laughs> I think that's all the news. Let me just check the Discord and see if anyone put news in the news channel. Bird layoffs. Oh, T Mobile Mobile acquisition. Of Sprint finally happened after two oh, yeah. years. I forgot that was even a thing, if I'm honest, until recently. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, oh. We can also talk about, like, um, maybe we can talk about some weird digital things that are happening because of Corona times. Um, okay. Such as I have a doctor's appointment in one hour uh, via FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should definitely talk about that. It's weird. Uh, can we also talk about how Instagram's been bad for several days? Bad, yes. like bad as in bread or like like uh, underperforming oh. yeah H- hard. Like, i think it's because so many people are on it and so many people are also live streaming on it which mm. they've never actually gotten people to go live before right. even though they wanted them to and now lots of people are but i don't think they're like able to it's mm. so boring what instagram it's so boring or live. yeah instagram yeah. live it's really boring to watch like it's like it was supposed to be like this big thing or whatever, but it's mm. and I like watching live streams. I like watching boring things, but that shit I just cannot do. Uh, just not on Instagram. I'm like, it's not my okay. We can talk. About, it's just stuff. You, you, you ever watch someone's like uh, YouTube channel where it's all about like what they do throughout the day? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Watching unedited version of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> like an eight hour video. <laughs> They'll shoot like six hours of footage and then they make it like an eight minute video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What I do all day, type on a keyboard. Uh. Yeah, but they like speed it up and they put some music behind it and shit. And... Yeah, and then it's a vlog. <sighs> all right. Should we get started? Yes. Yes. Hey. Owen. Listen to Charge Tech Podcast, a podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. This is episode 135, and I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser. Joining me are. Okay, Monty. Owen Williams. Yay! Yay! 
How's the oh, weather in Toronto? Out of in captivity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what temperature is your nest set to? <laughs> Twenty degrees. Uh, it's it's pretty good here actually. It's becoming summer, which uh, is good from mental health perspective. Bad from people want to go outside perspective. I mean, yeah. you have a patio. Patio. Yeah, yeah exactly. Patio. So you'll yeah, be fine. I have a yard. 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 Patio yard. yard. How's the weather with y'all? Miss Yard and Dutch. Um, tone. Yeah. Time? Tone. Like, oh, oh, tone. Yeah, like garden. Yes. Yeah, I even knew this one. Um, that is interesting. Yes, no, uh, how is the weather in Amsterdam? Is it good? Um, well, it's going to be 20 degrees this weekend. Oh, mm. that sounds problematic. <laughs> Delicious. No, like last week it was like 8 degrees, so oh, it's wow. kind of welcome. Um, but it's funny because uh, last week it was like eight degrees and really sunny, hmm. like beautiful. If you look at like out of the window, uh, um, <laughs> it looks like it's summer. Yeah. Uh, which is nice because I was just cosplaying like it was summer indoors because <sighs> I can put the heater on. Yeah. Um, but this weekend, I think it's going to be gray, but also right. warm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a Dutch summery day, right? Like that's classic. Yeah. Um. I. It's funny because like I don't mind if it gets really hot because I just want to work from the little patio yard thing. Like that's really my goal right now is it being warm enough to work outside. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I just like something. I saw a good meme going around where it was like summer twenty twenty. It was just like legs out of balconies, <laughs> like in a, in a like Dutch style building. It's like yeah, pretty much. Um, I have a little balcony off the back of my. Um, bedroom, but it's surrounded on three sides by building. Oh yeah, so this it, one. It gets done from like eleven thirty-five in the morning to like twelve fifteen, mm-hmm. and it. so I've been going out and just standing in the sun <laughs> in this little square. <laughs> I'm imagining it. I only get sun um, on my balcony if it's summer enough. So if the days are long enough. And then I only get it, like, from around, like, 5 to, like, 8. Yeah. Which is a good time. Like, it's, like, after work, beer in the sun kind of situation. But um, that's the only sun I get on my balcony. Rip. Unfortunately. We get morning and afternoon sun, living the dream. Oh, shit. There was a raccoon in my yard last night. Sorry, I just <laughs> checking. I was checking my camera to see if the cat is alive, and there's just like this raccoon enjoying the view <laughs> last night. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, Canada. Okay. Um. So maybe we should. Uh, should we start about our mutual indoorsness since we're already on this topic and how like uh many video calls <laughs> each of us said in the last week. I don't know. Uh, I've just been thinking a lot about like what stuff has changed but i didn't notice such as um now i'm on a lot of video calls but also like this morning i have a video call with my doctor <laughs> which is the weirdest thing um and but apparently was, hmm? it, like was it the thing that your doctor also had as a service before or is it just so sort of um some doctors kind of offer it here but usually like appointments for anything like actually medical would be in, pe- in person but um th- this is actually a onboarding appointment for a doctor like i haven't gotten one yet because there was like a waiting oh. time um and it's like a uh, what's the like onboarding appointment so <laughs> it's a 30 minute video call with the doctor to do whatever which is 
pretty interesting. Like it kind of fast forwarded like 10 years of health progress basically overnight um, because they're not doing any in-person appointments anymore. No, yeah, they only do them here, I think, if it's really, really necessary. Yeah. But uh, I, I heard a friend who had something with his dick, and he basically sent a <laughs> dick pic to his uh, doctor oh now. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> because there are a couple doctors Beautiful. that I knew in the Bay Area that were working with this app platform that was all HIPAA certified, like private, so mm-hmm. that you could photo exchanges with your doctor you can and then they send could, pics. they could send you their records and stuff and it all happened oh. in this app that you downloaded and it verified that you were you through your like social security number wow and it was one of these things that was like kind of newer in the medical community and only used it like you know one medical was like half hospital mm. doctor's office half startup was how they build it and right. they're really big in at least the Bay Area. I think they were in New York as well. I honestly don't know. So we do not have such high tech as uh, having a platform. Well, I think there's some, there's like, they have some back end that's pretty good, but um, like my doctor advertised itself as digital first, which is pretty cool. Um, But (laughs) to verify your ID, you just hold up your ID (laughs) during the vehicle. You're you're just going to put it against the camera at the start. Okay. I mean, like, there was this whole industry of telemedicine before yeah. coronavirus. I think now it's just, like... It's just become the default. Like, yeah, Canada has... Uh, like therapy and everything. There was um, yeah. talk space and stuff. Yeah. That all existed before coronavirus, but now it's definitely more Yeah, default. it just forces doctors <laughs> to do it. It's, like, I think a lot, of, a lot of what we're seeing now in the market is, like, coronavirus will just speed up things by 10 years that would have taken a long time otherwise like yeah yeah i'm kind of into the idea like the thing that you just described um zach is something that i think we could really benefit from Mm -hmm. also when um like we can go and see our doctors yeah because sometimes you just have something that you just want to have someone lay their eyes on Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Sorry, just thinking about the dick pic thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a it's a weird yeah, example, on. but it's a good one. That's actually, and you just want yeah. like a safe safe way to do that. Obviously, <laughs> actually, like doing that in person is still feels probably still the best. But like, if you can't, some people can't walk. Some people, you know. Yeah, and I think yeah. it also helps protect doctors. I think that's the the real key here. And like, and uh, as. Like at my experience with doctors in the Netherlands was that they were way too overburdened with patients so that it was really hard to get time with them. And yeah. I think telehealth, like at least what I'm seeing in Ontario is there's a shit ton of doctors in small towns that actually do have a bit more time. And so telehealth means that you can connect. Like it doesn't matter where the doctor is. Like that's kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, whereas like I mean, before it never scaled remotely. As an American, this whole conversation is kind of mind bending because yeah. <laughs> that you could talk to a doctor from another town right. and not have to start from scratch again. Uh, I'm sure you have like a, a medical information network across yeah. your whole system. And that sort of shit in the US is a yeah. mess. I got like so, some secure file from my doctor to like send to them or something. <laughs> it's like a zip file, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but it's interesting because that exists here. I mean... Canada has its own flaws. I, like until all of this happened, it was heavily relying on facts still in the background. I think, but it's also, I think, a lot of the or, like the network effects of this are that they have to get off that shit because like nobody has a fax in their house. 
all the libraries are closed, which is the only other place I can think of that owns a fax. <laughs> and so like, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting how it's forcing that change. I see it. Like if we would segue into zoom <laughs> as a topic, maybe, but you see it across almost every sector, like education here is going to digi- uh, digital first until the end of June. Um, yeah, same and here. so like, yeah, they're like d- developing uh, e-learning courses um, and like, I don't think that their choice of Zoom is probably a very good idea. However, it is interesting to see how it's like embedding itself because of all of this. Like, it's people need the tools. Like, it, it and I think what I've seen at least is like tools like Zoom are relatively immature given how fast people are adopting them. Like, I don't want to like compare Zoom to House Party, but it's interesting to like compare the two paradigms as well as like Zoom feels really stuck in the old world where it's like meeting link specific time to meet house party is like let's all randomly go in one room and go on video like it's 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 a struggle i think i'm pretty sure that um i will never use house party again after After this this. oh i'm sure or or i think it would be that house parties paradigms maybe get built into the default tools like facetime and stuff like it's interesting you mentioned that because my thought on it is one of House Party's features is that you can be in a chat with one of your friends and mm-hmm. one of your other friends can just show up and join right. and let you lock the room. Versus right now we're seeing Zoom have right. link bo- Zoom bombing is what they're yeah. starting to call it, at least what I'm seeing on Twitter, where so, you know every Zoom link has the same number of characters and yeah, people you are just them. jamming random characters until they're in a meeting and then they're <laughs> spreading like the n-word over a classroom of yeah. sixth graders mm-hmm. and how industries like education like you said that's the tool they're picking but mm-hmm. just because someone's a really good educator doesn't necessarily mean they're also very good at technology yeah a lot of my experience growing up was the opposite where yeah there's just not into technology and that's okay because their expertise is in teaching yeah and, and they don't have it people uh, a lot of schools don't have like I worked in a school. My first job out of university was like an IT administrator for a relatively well-off school in New Zealand, um, and they like had good infrastructure. But they were one of the two schools in the whole region that had like a proper IT department. Like usually, it's just like some dude who's like in the IT closet who like makes the network go sometimes. Um, <laughs> Even even a school district with a huge IT department, you can't expect them to be policing every yeah. class for abuse. Well, so what's interesting to me is that, like, really good specific tools exist for this, like Google Classroom and, like, actually Apple has a really good classroom suite and both of them have video capabilities and people are choosing Zoom, I think, because they don't realize that those tools have it. And, like, it's not, it's not school's fault fault but it is like symptomatic of like schools have no idea how to use the tools they have already yeah right and i would put money on every one of these classrooms over a certain grade level has microsoft 365 set up and they've got zoom skype for business is built into that and they could be using skype instead well that's it and i think (laughs) man i hate skype but (laughs) but yeah you're right and i think that's the thing it's like zoom is being used i think because they made it free for k-12 and up um, but it's funny because um, I heard someone else say the other day in a fucking vlog, um, <laughs> oh, 
Can you actually have a Skype call with more than one person? Oh yeah, I know it's funny. But like, wow. so, so like every like platform has their own paradigm that people yeah. stick to because we know Skype as a one-to-one yeah. tool, and then we know Zoom as a thing bigger businesses force on us, or any, at least that's how I know yeah. it. Well, think of it this way. I think it's because I think Zoom gets heavily used because unlike all of those other tools, it doesn't require sign-in. Like all of yeah. these other tools have fucked up because they all require some sort of authentication without, with a few exceptions, but like yeah, Skype, also, you have to be yeah. logged in. Like it's Zoom is well, like you make a link and like it doesn't matter if people don't have an account. Like you can just, th- and that's to their detriment, obviously. But to your point though, at least for education, is they're already logged into Google Classroom or Canvas or whatever. So I mentioned pre-show that Microsoft Teams is trending on Twitter. So I clicked on it just to see, like, was there a specific reason why? And there was, and it was just people talking about it. And there were a lot of students in there saying that they're using Microsoft Teams in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Microsoft Teams has video chat built in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. just Skype on the back end, I'm pretty it's sure. It's actually really good. It's No, it's a new infrastructure. It's like its own new thing. It's really, really like modern and fancy. But um, what's interesting, I think the reason that Teams is trending, and I maybe this is good to talk about for a second, is they realized what made Slack good in its early days, and they played to it <laughs> because they just announced on Tuesday a personal version of Teams for your family. I so it's that. Teams for family. And that's really <laughs> smart because you get the calendar, you get the chat, you get the whatever... And it, like a lot of people in early Slack days were using it. I mean, not maybe not for families, but like for small communities. And I think it's really smart because you get people really stuck on it in their households and they'll want to use it elsewhere. The other feature that they pulled from Slack that is more recent to Slack by a couple of years is the app store. Mm-hmm. The app, I think is what they call it in Slack. Yeah. I Microsoft Teams just to poke around and the amount of app integrations are as plentiful as in mm-hmm. Slack, including now Slack. Slack has an integration, <laughs> so you can do your Microsoft Teams calls into Slack. Oh, wow. That's fancy. Also, Which I think is genius for both of them. So weird. I love it. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, so the other thing that happened with Zoom, other than the fact that they exist and they're very popular, is that like uh, they've just had a egregious like, borderline ethical problems across the board for the last few weeks, but like just privacy issues and like security issues. And now last yesterday, I think they announced that they're like going to spend 90 days, not working on features and like working on security and privacy. And I'm also just like, yeah, cause you got Those caught red handed being shit. Like, <laughs> Those are core product elements. Yeah. Like your, your privacy, your security. Well, That's not like let's hack week for three months and fix uh, it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're shitty at the core and now they're like pretending like they're going to fix it. And it's a really interesting um, reaction because like it's only after I've noticed like a lot of those stories that you see out there, such as the Zoom bombing one, they only react once it gets a lot of traction. And then they're like, no, no, it's a feature because it's designed for enterprise, blah, blah, blah. And they keep hiding behind the like it's designed for enterprise. I'm like, it can be designed for enterprise, but people will still use it for other things. So you still have to be responsible. Like, I don't understand the logic at all. I mean, this is just like you can't block someone in Slack still. And they're <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so a business. I'm with your coworker. You have to go to HR, and it's like that's not a good answer. Yeah, it's really not. And 
yeah, I don't know. So apparently they have 200 million users now, I guess, because like, sorry, Zoom specifically has 200 million. And I think it's because, yeah, so many people have to use it for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if it's reflective of stickiness. People seem to really like the product. Like I get, I kind of get it, like whatever it does video calls, but it is going to be interesting to see if people stick around after this. It's the same with what you said about House Party Freddy. It's like, is this Zoom enthusiasm because of the times or because people like the tool? (laughs) Um, And we'll see how it plays out, but I kind of wish I had an excuse to use Microsoft Teams other than like just, fucking around with it uh it seems like it's pretty good uh and it's free right if you have a um 365 thing whatever that is yeah yeah it's included in microsoft 365 i had to use microsoft word recently and i felt like i was like 10 years older (laughs) when i opened it my pro tip on that is if you're not always using the microsoft tools but have to for a specific reason Uh use the online version right because they um just like they just like they've designed them to be a little bit simpler and more mm-hmm. streamlined like iPad mm-hmm. or Android like just go to the web version of like PowerPoint mm-hmm. it does have a couple of features missing but for 90% of what you need to do oh, okay it's going to be there and you can just do it on the website and then it's just like going to a Google Doc you know yeah i feel like every time i open microsoft word or powerpoint i do go through a time portal <laughs> you know that like splash screen like powerpoint is loaded i'm like oh yeah i'm in school again <laughs> we talk about microsoft editor what's that so it's like their version of grammarly oh that new thing this week i mean i was talking with my dad about it and he was saying that like all those features have been there mm. you know like the spell grammar check mm-hmm, settings mm-hmm. but rebuilding it and making it sort of like use this instead of Grammarly and it looks really good. Yeah, I, I I like where it's going. Like I watched the the live stream of uh I think it was like a productivity live stream which sounds so boring. But um they did like an event this week where they like kind of showed all of those different things. I was like wow this stuff is actually getting really good. Um you know like there's still shitloads of businesses out there using all this stuff and they kind of forget that having been in the Google drive world for so bloody long um, that like people are relying on three, six, five and whatever. Um, and it, it's come a long way in the last few years. I mean, I still feel old as fuck when I fire it up, but <laughs> Excel is still better than Google sheets. I'm sorry. It's the oh, truth. Yeah. If you oh, want to yeah. do actual math, don't use Google sheets. Google Freddy. sheets sucks. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> if you took Excel, like the first 10% of features and you like threw it on the internet and forgot about it. When I use like the the Google Shite, I always feel like I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Because I always have to Google to find it. I always have to yeah, be like, yeah. what was their numbers again? What was like their Excel? <laughs> I'm not sure. And then I'm like typing in like Google numbers or like Google <laughs> Excel. And then it's like, oh, fuck, it's Sheets. Yeah, I know. And then I have to like Google Google Sheets because I don't know how to get to it otherwise. <laughs> Fair. That's fair. I should um, I should make a Google Sheets class and put it on YouTube because there you go. I've had to learn how to make every type of graph and chart in it <laughs> for my job. <laughs> I could at least walk you through that. Oh, I love it. Ready, I, I do think, you have? Sorry. Do you have a three sixty five account for for Microsofts? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about it. I don't, maybe I don't know, but like. 
Maybe I have one, but I've never used or tried or looked at. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, yeah, I had probably not touched Microsoft Word for like a good six years <laughs> until like two weeks ago. So I, I used to use like the Apple stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But obviously yeah. I'm on Windows now. Pages. So now I just like make my, like I used to use pages for like making um, quotes and everything. Mm. But uh, now I'm just, uh, I just went to Notion with that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did the same when I was Because I like that you can set a link. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it like, looks exactly how they expect. Like, yeah. That's the problem with those things where you create a doc or whatever. Like, you throw it to them and you don't even know. Unless you make it a PDF, but that's just depressing. Yeah. Well, you can make a PDF from... Um, Notion. Notion, but yeah. they always look trash. Well, they're bad. <laughs> yeah. And I asked them about it. I was like, hey, the PDF's all fucked up. Um. Well, first off, the tip they gave me was change the Zoom settings on your browser. No. Because it's literally making a PDF from the web view that you're looking at. Oh. So, yeah, you can try to, like, adjust your Zoom in your browser and then try PDF again. But I asked them about it, and they're like, this was two years ago, granted, but yeah. they were like, oh, we're not investing in that because oh we don't want people really making, like, PDFs is old technology for us. We want people, like, sharing it and interacting with oh each God. other in notion i don't know if that's changed especially because they just raised 30 million dollars 50 50 i mean yeah well deserved (laughs) it's a good product the thing is just um it's always nice to be able to make a pdf of it uh, when it's necessary sometimes you just need to do that you know i should make my invoices in uh, in a notion page yeah Mm. same and then pdf it and it would look all fucked up yeah i had a client that's like oh i can't open they were like no offense to people in finance and accounting they were like i can't use this software can you just send me a pdf oh my god yes notion is bad on mobile i just saw it in uh discord i agree it is like kind of a trash fire i think it's because they heavily relied on react uh and they need to rebuild it from scratch but yeah well the 50 million dollars they can do that now i guess so I don't want to like wade into the React conversation because it seems really toxic on my Twitter feed. But yes, doesn't Facebook like run that? Yes. Yes. I wouldn't invest my company's product in that. Yeah, unfortunately, it's very entrenched <laughs> already. But yes, it does seem risky to rely on something that Facebook owns. The company also known for as move fast and break shit. Yeah. Didn't um, GitHub just buy something? NPM. NPM. Yeah, the package is, registry. That's like that. It's like okay, if you this is divided as the day that Microsoft bought GitHub. Okay, here, okay, we're gonna do a yes, yes, no uh, style thing where uh, <laughs> you explain me what you think NPM does. I literally don't know. For okay. a while, I thought it was one of those acronyms, like not my problem, and then I realized the letters were in the wrong way, and I was like. <laughs> So I did like an urban dictionary of it and it oh, still wow. obviously like the right good. thing didn't come up at first. Okay. NPM, uh, if you're going to like build something wait, on the web. Wait, Freddie, you go. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Um, Has this, does it have anything to do with an elephant? No. <laughs> um, okay. Um, the, so yes, yes, no, we all fail. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> does it have anything to do with an elephant? The funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was beautiful 
Um, okay, npm. If you're building something on the web, in the old days of the web, you used to go and like go to the jQuery website and you'd download jQuery.js or like get some CDN URL and that you would use a package like jQuery, right? So somebody at some point had a good idea that um, like there's all this stuff that we do repeatedly, right, on the web. Like there's all these different things and you want to use different libraries for things. So um, npm lets you install a package, from its registry into your web project by just running a single command. And so there's a bunch of other stuff to it, but this is a very simplistic version. So say you want to go and use a carousel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like a better example. <laughs> I'm sorry if you need to do that. Uh, actually, my best example might be like masonry.js, which is a really famous uh, one, which, uh, you know, there's page layouts that are like the Pinterest, like they're kind of like all filling the page. Like the, the the content just like fills the page, how it fits. I don't know how to explain right. it. Um, you don't want to have to write that from scratch. So you run like NPM install masonry and it installs it in your project and you can just use it. So it's just like a way to easily do it without the old way, which was like download a file, put it in a folder, and figure out how to load it and all of that shit. This is like a system that lets you do that and it packages it all up for like, well, in combination with other stuff packages it all up and lets you your project go. But the key with NPM is that you don't, they're not stored with the project. So it's just like a tiny file called package.json and it tells your project where to get that code from when it runs. Okay, but help me out here. Is it, is NPM also the name of the company that made this? Yes. Or is it like an open source project? Yes. Or like... <laughs> All of the above. NPM is the company and open source project that makes a tool called NPM and the registry. So, NPM, the company, made all of these tools. NPM, the product, was the tool and the the, uh, registry. And then NPM, the enterprise product, was um, like the private version of this. So, say you're like Shopify, you have your own internal modules. You can list them on the NPM registry and they're only available to people who are at Shopify. So, it works for that too and yes microsoft acquired it and yes it's a huge deal because they own like a shitload like off the internet like if you're building anything you're using npm that's what they want yeah and gotcha. and get it probably yeah npm and github like it's a it's such a genius acquisition that company was pretty fucked financially anyway wait um, when we're talking about microsoft what did you guys think about like um bill gates uh, being like all yeah he no doubt yeah, yeah he he left. I just assumed it was related to him, like wanting to focus more of his efforts on yeah. the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, or it was just convenient timing or coincidental timing. I'm not really sure. I think he planned it for a long time. I think he hasn't been super involved for a long time. Um, I think he just didn't want to give it up, which I totally get. I think it was just funny timing. Like it would have been huge news if uh, the world wasn't burning down. Um, if Tiger King hadn't come out. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it is interesting that Microsoft is so good at developer tools that they have the foresight to buy these things. Right? Like, I don't know. It's kind I of think wild. it's smart. And I think that it seems like a good thing to me because yeah. right now my perception of Microsoft is that they care. Mm-hmm. They care about developers. They care about building their products at a higher quality. And they care about like keeping things available to the community. Yeah. If Facebook did the same thing, like they oh, have man. React, if they also bought NPM, I would be like, red flag, red flag. People so, would shed the bed if that happened, I think. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely like one of those things where 
I mean, we could have an ethical conversation about Microsoft where I don't feel good about them at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to talk about this and be like, this is good news or bad news because yeah. it's like complicated. So, but I think the reason that I am okay with the NPM thing is they were very specific in that GitHub acquired them, which yes, GitHub is owned by Microsoft, but GitHub is relatively independent. Uh, at the moment still and like the fact that github autonomously acquired npm says a lot about what their intent is with it i think which is interesting we could have the same conversation about github and it's very story yes, yes very bad. Like sexual harassment sexual harassment, allegations and cases and how they've dealt mm-hmm. with them and yeah anyway Hi, my question is shit <laughs> my, microsoft's very invested in the development community and world. Mm-hmm. They buy, um, now they buy NPM like what, a year later? Yep. What? What's next? What are they going to buy next, do you think? Um, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I can't... I was thinking actually uh, the next acquisition that would make a lot of sense would be something like Docker, which is like this virtualization oh. containerization library um, because they're pretty invested in it on Windows and I think they're just waiting out the company needing money um because if you think about the like modern stack microsoft owns a good a chunk of it now like github is there's they own electron as a result because electron was a github project they own atom the code editor the open source one they own vs code the most popular ide they own npm um then they have azure the next logical step is the virtualization thing uh that people are using in the middle i think that's like the kind of the last missing piece uh, I also see a lot of really positive things about Edge. Yeah, yeah, Edge is really good. <laughs> um, and they're, like, informing a lot of, like, Chrome's development at the moment. Uh, like, I would say Chrome on Windows is the best browser right now in general because it's getting so much attention from Microsoft upstream that is coming downstream into the actual browser. Whereas, like, on, uh, um, on Mac OS, Apple has to, like, it's very adversarial. Like, Apple doesn't help Google. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think I think Docker would make sense. There's probably a bunch of other stuff, but yeah, we'll see. But uh, it is a good testament, like Salimbo was saying in Slack. Uh, Slack, oh my God, <laughs> in Discord. Uh, it is a good testament about how Satya Nadella did change Microsoft over the last 10 years. Like if this got acquired under Steve Ballmer, people have lost their minds. Developers, developers, developers. Yeah, and that would have... Was that, yeah. that Ballmer that did that? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it will do though, because like everyone, every developer I know has always been like, "Oh, Apple machines." Yeah, I think there's a. I've I've noticed a good tide of people at least considering using a Windows machine just because the whole stack is there and owned by Microsoft, and the rep has changed. I mean, I think this is a thing that will take ten years to change. I was going to say that's not that's not an easy change. It's not something that happens overnight, and you know what? The keyboard thing is probably the thing that has uh, hurt Apple the most in that. Like yeah. Microsoft couldn't ask for something better because if you get burned twice by a broken keyboard, fuck it, you're buying a Surface probably. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, that keyboard can also still break, but yeah, yeah, that's true, but less likely. And I think if you were to ask any of the three of us, we would all say. If you're a hardcore Apple person, just try a Microsoft computer. Yeah. You might be pleasantly surprised. It's not as bad as you think. No, I think you will be pleasantly Apple. surprised because, like, it's honestly like, and it's funny again me saying that because I was really not having that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's not that different. 
No, it really it's, isn't. and Windows is pretty these days, or less ugly. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can customize a lot of shit, which yeah. is like uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but but for my computer, it means that everything's black, which is mm-hmm. nice, mm-hmm. and it looks good. Yeah, Freddie, this is the argument uh, that pe- some people have about Android over iOS too. Right, I know, and which is <laughs> why I was puking in my mouth a little bit while saying it. But you know. <sighs> oh, all right. What was the other thing you wanted to talk about? I can't remember. We had a we had like a bunch of things. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, let's talk about Nintendo. Let's make it like a little bit lighthearted and fun. Oh, games. Nintendo Have you owns guys the world. Been playing Animal Crossing yes. is the question. I still don't own a Switch. Uh, You're too late. You missed the boat. Yeah, there's no more Switch. Sold out forever. I have seen they're sold out everywhere forever or marked up like eight times. Yeah. I think Nintendo hasn't been making new Switches for at least three months. <laughs> Yeah, so everyone's buying the lights now, which is interesting. The what? The the Nintendo Switch lights. Oh yeah, just <laughs> whatever they can get their hands on. It's yeah, interesting. exactly. Like I, uh, Animal Crossing is probably like the biggest game of the year that was like so anticipated at least. Um, and I Yo. like Nintendo couldn't have released it at a bit of time. It's almost like they planned this. <laughs> like it's just yeah, insane. it's insane because they re- delayed it a couple of times. Yep. And, there was and a, it came out, like, in, what was it, week two of isolation or something? Yeah, and everyone yeah. was just like, I have nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. I am anxious. And Animal Crossing, like, takes those two things away immediately. Yeah. That is Wait, I want to talk more about Animal Crossing because I literally don't get it. <laughs> okay, like, I don't so- know when... I don't know if, it, but hold on. Let me ask a question because yeah. you said Animal Crossing is probably the biggest game of the year. Well, last year... It was Fortnite, and I would say like we were talking about Fortnite being like what Zoom is today. Where two hundred million, million people are playing Fortnite, by the way. <laughs> so Fortnite is having its Zoom moment still. Uh-huh. However, we're just not. No I think it's just it. very normal, um, and you tend to see the Fortnite prop up in the news when um, they do an event in game, like. The Star Wars one was in December, for example, which feels like 9,000 yeah, years ago. Like yeah. Um, but there's one coming up for Deadpool and there's like some other stuff. Like it tends to pop up now based on that. Uh, but it's still it's okay. still chugging along from what I know. Okay. So I want Freddy to tell me about Animal Crossing and then uh, in uh, Discord, Slimbo, ask about Stadia, which yeah. we could talk about after. So Animal Crossing, I have never played Animal Crossing before. Animal Neither. Crossing is a game that um, it used to be for Nintendo DS and a lot of people raved about it then. And the only thing I know about Animal Crossing from the DS is the froggy chair. Yes. For some reason, there was a chair in the shape of a frog that people just loved <laughs> to shit. Anyway, there's loads of froggy chair memes. They're funny. But I don't fully understand it because I never played that. So mm-hmm. when Animal Crossing came out, I everyone was like, are you going to play it? Are you going to play it? Are you going to, you're going to play it, right? You, you should play it. You should play it. You should play it. And I was like, kind of almost at a place where I was like, I don't think I want to play it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I um, like waited it out a couple of days. Yep. Also, I was kind of, I still have work. So, and I, I need to do that. So <laughs> I was like, reaction. <laughs> Before before I fall into a hole and lose my life to that shit, um, I um, because that happens, uh, or at least that happened with Stardew Valley, which is the, the game a lot of people compare this game to. Um, so I was like, first I have to do my work, and then when it's weekend, maybe I get to buy it for myself. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. 
and I've been playing it, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with it right now. Like there's a lot of things that I don't understand yet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that I'm like, this seems kind of boring, Um, but it's a good kind of boring. It's like the soothing kind of boring. It is very good. Yeah. the, 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 The premise of the game is that you are for some reason moving to an island with no one on it. And then for some reason, there is two raccoons and two other people on there. <laughs> and the raccoons, they give you, they, they say, hey, we give you a tent. And then you're like all happy in your tent. And then the next thing they say is, by the way, your tent costs a lot of money. It's literally so- this game about capitalism on an island. I think it's fucking hilarious. You roll up and he's like, all right, about your mortgage. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're in fucking debt when you start. And then they they like keep asking you for more and more money. Yeah, if you and if you pay off your loan, he's like, "Do you want a loan that's four times the size?" Yeah, <laughs> I think it sounds like it's giving more financial literacy to American children than oh, the yeah. education system did. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for and sure. It, it is adorable as well. To be clear, the game and you can like it's, visit people's islands. Belt, nee, Godverdomme, Balthazar. <laughs> Dutch o'clock, boom. <laughs> he's annoying as hell. Anyway. So um, the way that I just made Animal Crossing sound is like a hell, basically. You're always in financial debt, which is not what it is at all. Your main your main um, way to get out of debt is uh, to do fun things like collect fruits and uh, collect bugs and fish and walk around. And you can visit your friends and decorate your home. And there is a lot of customization. So you can make art and you can make it's It's just really, really, really cute. For a second, I thought you were talking about walk around like Pokemon Go walk around, and I just realized that Pokemon Go is probably completely DOA because of Ooh, yeah. interesting. Because it's there was like, unless quite... your neighbor, there was play. nowhere to go. <laughs> there was Stand a lot of people that were still playing that though. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of kids are probably playing it right now, uh, like on the borders of parks. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, it was as recent as Dub Dub last year that Apple was like, Pokemon, go for the Apple Watch. It's still going. Yeah. Like, it's still huge. Oh, I see people morning. here play it on the streetcar and stuff. Like, people, I, I like grown men on the way to work have their phone open with Pokemon Go so they can hit all the places on the way past. <laughs> yeah, so fucking I've... great. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will bounce just back just fine. Um, any, anyway, Animal Crossing is great and good, and you should try it. Um, everybody who doesn't understand it should just try it, and they'll get it. Um, yeah. The one interesting thing... Hmm? Right. I can't, like, go to the website and play it. No, right? you need a Switch. This is the- See, that's the problem. Everyone can't just Nintendo. do... No, you have to buy a Switch first. That's Nintendo's whole game. However, uh, there is something called Pocket Camp, which was, like, an approximation of it for iOS at some point. It's not as good. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to say is it's interesting that Nintendo wasn't, like, afraid to launch this despite coronavirus. Like, it was pretty clear a lot of countries were shutting down by the time that they released this game. And they didn't back down. And I think it's really genius in, the in like, comparison to, like, what PlayStation did this week, which is delay. Uh, I think it's The Last of Us. I always forget. I don't know anything. Why? Um, they delayed two games, yes. And, like, I think they cited the coronavirus situation for it and like the fact that it's it's weird like if like cowards they should just release it like if <laughs> i think yeah you could argue that there's supply issues and like uh, physical copies and whatever but this is also a chance to like 
test it out and see like you can always sell people the physical copies later like there's no reason that you can't just release the digital one now and like people who want to download it can and they can get the physical one later like i don't really this is literally like a quarter of the world's population at home right now you have a captive audience who are bored as fuck (laughs) yeah they want to play this fucking game yeah it seems it seems really bizarre and like i've seen a lot of different arguments about physical media being in short supply but like the internet exists people will download it on their slow ass connections for five days if they have to like yeah what, what if the online gameplay that they developed can't support I'm sure. People. I'm sure it can't. Like, maybe there's been a lot just, of Xbox outages in the last two weeks. Yeah, maybe there's like a, a like a development reason that this isn't happening. They're like, we got to delay it because we didn't build the infrastructure. I think they're just cowards. Yeah. <laughs> like on paper, right? It doesn't look like a good idea to release a game right now. Like, it looks like a really shitty time if you're thinking in an old school way. Yeah, people can't line up at stores to buy it, but they also at their like, oh my god, the people have so much time right now, and Nintendo's getting all of it. Which is fine. Yeah. Movie industry split on this, right? Yeah. Like, we're supposed to have the new James Bond movie, and they're like, we're going to release in the fall. Uh, Disney was like, you know what? The Star Wars movie that just came out that wasn't supposed to be on streaming or... Mm-hmm. And uh, the Pixar movie. The Frozen 2, the Pixar movie, all of those, they're like, fuck it. We were going to wait. We were going to have these big theatrical releases, yeah. but it's closed. People are just at home. Let's just put it on Disney Plus and sell it on iTunes exactly. and see what happens. Yeah, it's like and a huge business opportunity. Well, it's it, like time it, to break those old bullshit rules, right? Like, I already I, prefer to watch a movie in my house. <laughs> so, like, let me do it now. I, 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 I think it's sad that a lot of companies seem to be not moving with this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like... It's a really good opportunity to change some things. Yeah, like right now, do it differently and see what happens. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. You maybe lost some money on this one movie, but like, we all did. We all did. Yeah, and it's like, fine. My like fucking. If you're trying to wait this out, like I see companies like Disney and like, well, maybe not Disney, but other movie studios being like, yeah, we'll just re- delay it until June. I'm like, we're still gonna be here in June. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is a lot of companies like PlayStation that's doing this delay. They are like, well, we're going to wait for things to go back to normal. And it's like, look, I hate to they break it to you. They might never go to normal. But things <laughs> aren't going to be like they were before coronavirus. So so uh, one thing. That- you're, it's just as big of a risk, I think, to wait and see what happens. Because maybe it, this is the right time and they're missing it. Yeah. Like the what I really like about the way that Shopify positioned like our strategy internally right now was like, coronavirus should make companies do stuff that they would have done 10 years from now now even though it would have been scary so like if we would have done it in february it would have made no sense but if we're to think that like whatever we thought was going to happen in 10 years maybe it's ar whatever we should act like it's going to happen now and just release it even if it's scary as fuck it makes no sense in the old world context um And I think yeah. that's a good way to think about it. It's like, same with the games. It's like, yeah, sure, physical sales are the majority of your sales. I tried to buy a physical copy of Animal Crossing at first, and it was delayed because Nintendo ran out of cartridges, so I bought the digital one. Like, Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's a really good time to also like think a little bit about what a digital copy means because I, yeah. think it's, I think it's unfair in the same way as it's unfair that sometimes an actual book is the same price of an e-book. Oh, I know. Oh, actually, e-book is often more expensive, which is hilarious. 
Yeah, it happens, but not not that often. Well, but yeah, in Canada, it's huge right now because there's like I think there's another one of those ebook price wars. Like physical copies are like nine dollars, and then like ebook will be thirteen. <laughs> I I had the same problem with video games. I know you were just talking about video games, but like when it was fifty bucks for an Xbox game for the disc, and then they switched to digital, and it's like also fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, and then they kept uh, increasing that with yeah. every. Well, maybe we could talk about Stadia. Yeah, let's talk about yes. Stadia. I love Stadia. <laughs> I love Stadia. Well, um, how is Stadia priced, though? If you buy a new game, is it the same price as on any other platform, or how does that work? Well, it's interesting because um, if you use Stadia, I could only endorse at this point Stadia Pro. Yeah. Because they discount the game so heavily. Mm-hmm. Which is really so good. Right here, I'll just open up the app right now and, and read a couple to you. So I have Stadia Pro, which is what, $9.99 a month? I don't mm-hmm. even know how much it costs. Owen, do you know? Yeah, I think it's about that. I think I, I can only speak in Canadian dollars. I think it's 13 because I live in Canada. Oh. Yeah, okay. So right now, here, all games. New releases. So they have a good amount of games on there now. Like they got Doom Eternal, which is like the bigger, one of the bigger games of the year as well. Um, and it's already on Stadia, which is pretty good. I do really, really like Stadia. Okay. Like if I want to just like nope. jam on a game, I can just fire it up. That's the best part. Interesting data point for you. All mm-hmm. of the discounts that were there before April 1st are gone. Yeah, they change them every month, right? So maybe they do discounts right before the end of the month. But yeah, yeah. we're talking like 75% off games that yep. were 120 bucks. You know, with the, the bundles, the, what do they call them? Ultimate editions and shit. Yeah. Like all of those games on the 30th of March when I was talking with Owen about it last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint Ultimate Edition is $120, but oh. it was $39 yeah, that's right. last month. That's a huge discount. It makes sense. The biggest problem I have with Stadia right now is that, like, it's hard to know what will be available on there. Like, the, the catalog is just a bit patchworky. Like, there's this, we were talking about it in Slack. Uh, oh, my God, I keep saying Slack for Discord. You know what I mean if I say Slack, okay? <laughs> um, we're talking about it in Discord this week where... Um, like there's this game control, which is like this big kind of sci-fi game. That's very good and fun. I bought it yesterday. Uh, but like, I actually really wanted to buy it on Stadia. Cause like that, I, it's like, I like playing games on my couch, especially cause I'm at my house on my computer all day. So at least if I'm going to look at a screen, yeah. it should be in a different way. Um, yeah. You want to, you want to like look at a different, <laughs> yeah, I want to look at <laughs> a bigger screen. screen further away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wasn't available on Stadia. Although ironically I had to buy it on Epic games rather than steam as well. Cause it's like this classic war going on right now. Um, but it was that's the biggest frustration with Stadia right now is I would buy it on there if I could, but I can't half the time. And I wish that Stadia would do a deal with Steam or something so I can like play the games I've bought in Steam through Stadia. Like I'll buy them from Steam and then just like because that's what GeForce Now lets you do. Uh, yeah, Salimbo also says that. Like that's the best part about GeForce Now. But GeForce Now is not as performant as um, Stadia in any way. Like it's not the same experience um it's it's more like gluing a pc to the internet that you can use your mouse with like it's you know like whereas stadia is kind of rethinking that um i think it's early like people are going to say stadia is failing but they need to like they basically need to be failing for at least three years to get people to consider them serious 
the buckets of money to keep it going, even if it's not. And profitable. Google basically needs to keep going for three years to prove that it's not killing it for anybody to actually want to develop for it. Like, yes, I saw there was a report on the information. I think it was um, along the lines of like even game studios are saying like, oh yeah, lol. But like Google killed Google Reader, so like we're not sure if they're serious about this thing. And I'm like, oh, wow, well. if you if you fucked up, like I f- I actually have this really spicy take that Google Reader is the thing like them killing Google Reader is the thing that hurts Google every day for the last like 10 years because people perceive them just because of that one product, even though they killed a shitload of others uh, as like untrustable, even though it was so long ago. Yeah. What what Stadia is missing for me is some games that are a little bit more casual. Yeah. You know how you can go on like iPhone app store and you scroll past like all the popular games and there's Mm -hmm. the ones that you can play with like just your thumb that aren't, like pressure they're not time-based they're just like slow casual gaming mm-hmm. so i want some of that with stadia for when i'm like on my laptop and have a minute that i'm like i just want to pop into a game real quick I'm so not is there really- is there stardew valley no, no. and that's no. the problem is like i think stadia needs to and they are they're focusing on indie games a lot and i think they need to get all the indies yes because like that would be great like um Games like that would be um, Stardew Valley, but also Gris. Mm-hmm. Have, tra- have you played the that? Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game would be perfect. I didn't because finish they, it. Those... I need to go and play that. Huh? I didn't finish it. I need to go back and play it. Yeah, I also didn't finish it yet. But um, I'm I'm too busy with Animal Crossing right now. <laughs> yeah, I want I want like if I have a couple minutes and I want to play a game, I want to like go to Stadia and play Monument Valley, mm-hmm. not yes, boot into a destiny 2 battle yeah you yeah know? exactly like what are the moments both, when i don't yeah. have my controller i just want to play like give me like a WASD, like a basic simple thing i can jump into yeah. and it's casual to go with all these triple a titles because yeah mm-hmm. there's plenty of triple a titles now on stadia there's tons of them and i and don't I can, have enough time to get into all of them yeah and i also can kind of imagine that um it's a good uh, gateway for say other roommates or partners to get into Stadia as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe people who won't who don't really play very serious video games usually. Mm-hmm. I also don't know why they haven't released all the YouTube collab features that they said they were going to a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> because like that was the huge hook was that like you could play Stadia and live stream it to YouTube and that must be harder than they've. I think it's because it's they need titles really that hard. have it built in from from ground zero. Like I think the technology assumes that, yeah, they, they like it's they shouldn't have shown all, all of that shit off if it wasn't done. Like it's I get why they did, but they fucked up by showing it and then like not saying anything about it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they were trying to get developers on board. I get that. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, I, I think I would play Stadia more if I bought the phone holder for my controller. I'm just looking at on the um, on the web. Like, I actually think I would play Stadia more if I could just put my phone on the controller. They um, should shipped the controller. They should have just came with it. Yeah. Uh, I would say I'm going to keep paying for Stadia. I like it. Yeah. I get a ton of free games. So far, they've been doing like three free games a month. Mm-hmm. Even though they said that it was going to be two a month, they just like every. They just, like, one month out of three, and then they just kept doing it. Yeah, like and that. it's the only way that I can think of. If I, I can want to play something random, I can just launch into it without fucking about for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm just going to keep paying for it for now because I've already built up this huge game library that I wouldn't have bought all those games my, on my own. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of playing Tomb Raider, but I wouldn't have bought Tomb Raider for right. 60 bucks. Yeah, and now exactly. it's like, I have two Tomb Raider games, so mm-hmm. I have it. So if I open it and I'm in the mood for that, it's just there. And so, I don't know, I'll keep paying for it for now. And I guess I wish I had a second controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I buy one at some point, but I'm kind of waiting to see if they have more colors coming out. Yeah. All right. All right. But is there anything else? Or do you want to, I guess like the point of that though, is yeah. probably won't, won't buy a switch and won't be able to play animal crossing with y'all. You should just buy, oh. switch. Just buy the Nintendo switch Lite. It's made for you. They did have some good colors. Yeah. That's great. It's really cute. I think I have, uh, how have you been playing um, Animal Crossing? I've been mainly playing it a uh, handheld anyway. I've been playing it on the TV just because like it's usually there and <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but I also play the handheld <laughs> and it's fun. Um, it's both. Yeah, I usually play it a uh, handheld because I feel like this is a perfect handheld game. Oh, yeah. Uh, the- and I can play it in bed. Yeah. It is it is great regardless of how you play it as well. Like that's what I think is fun about it is like you can play on the TV, pull it out of the thing, and then play it in bed, and it's great. So good. <laughs> um, all right, is there any other things we need to cover? Or I'm just nope. thinking about my telehealth appointment in ten minutes. <laughs> oh, the future. Just right gotta future. call my doctor. Hi, I quite like it. Um, it would be nice to have more of that in the future. Yeah. Really good. All right. Well, on that it's note, fun, fun Zoom backgrounds while you're on the phone with your therapist. <laughs> I'll put the office uh, uh, wallpaper behind me. Yep. All right. I am going to go get ready for my doctoral <laughs> appointment. It's lovely to talk I'm to you. I'm going to draw. All right. Okay. Well, uh, right. please this podcast. Send it to your friends. Thank you. <laughs> No, this is the huge push to join our Discord. Um, oh yeah, because you can. We're live streaming this right now, and yay! That's how you would ever hear about that or join us for it is in our Discord. So join Discord. The link is in the show we notes. Did. We should do this again. Thanks for everybody that was here. Yes, definitely. Thanks for all the um, questions as well. Thanks for listening in. I love an interactive audience. This is the best. Yeah. So we'll do. It. Maybe too. we can link it ahead of time next week. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, um, yeah, let's look at ahead of time, and also maybe we'll have a like a section for people to bring topics rather than yes. All of, yeah. All right, highchargepodcast.com. Link in the show notes. Join Discord. Bye, biscuits. Bye, biscuits. Bye.